Welcome to Sexy Boss Interviews with Heather Havenwood, www.sexybossinc.com. Welcome to Sexy Boss Interview Series with Heather Havenwood, and today I'm going to introduce you to someone who's succulent and amazing woman, and I met her at a seminar in Phoenix, Arizona, and her name is Satie Desile. Thank you, Heather. You're welcome. I got it. I got it. Um, and she is a teacher, speaker, and author of Succulence Revolutionary on the growing edge of researching how women can use their minds, bodies, and spirits to create a richer life through their sexuality and sensual selves. Now, she was born with her erotic innocence intact, and she is the founder of De Sele Method, a system that creates more pleasure, sexual aliveness, and deep self-love. Saida has led sold-out workshops and seminars for women around the globe for the past 12 years, and she was also a co-contributor to the best-selling books with Dr. Christine Northrope and Dr. Rachel Abramson, the author of The Emergence of the Sensual Woman, Awakening Our Erotic Innocence. Sa serves as a guide to women who believe in transformation as a lifelong path of learning, discovery, and walk to freedom. So welcome. I'm very excited to have you on the call tonight. I was so excited to meet you, Heather, and it's a delight to be here on the call. Thank you very much. So let's dive into this. Now, we met at an event, but we really didn't get a chance to talk woman to woman, sexy boss to sexy boss. But I definitely, when I met you in the first 30 seconds, said, you are a sexy boss. And what I mean by that is someone who's, you know, taken on what she wants to do with life and, and created her life and created what she wants and is an true ownership of her power and transformation and of sexuality and I absolutely love that so I kind of want to open the doors and kind of open the gates here and say how did you get started in this like take us back 12 years ago the 13th year how did this start and take us back to the first workshop of the year before that Okay. Well, actually, I want to take you back even further. Okay. I want to take you back to the age of five years old, because that's where it all began. Quite innocently, I had discovered something very juicy about my body, and I thought every woman, well, girl, had to know about this and gathered a circle of girlfriends and started teaching them about their body and how much fun it could be to have this body. I got in a lot of trouble, but it was a moment that was quite defining because it made me realize that I lived in a world where adults, if they knew what I knew, wouldn't be so angry about me saying things about it. So it placed a seed. And then many years later, so we'll fast forward to 13, 14 years ago, just before I really launched into teaching publicly. And I had to recover from some difficulties. I had a violent rape experience that really shifted my life. It almost ended my life. And in that moment and having that experience and coming out of it, I really claimed my life. I realized that life is, is just one breath and, and I needed to claim it. And the way that I claimed it was by claiming my body first. And I guess it had an effect because every woman I met started to say, can you teach me, like, what do you got going on, girl? You got to share this with me. So the business evolved not even from an intent originally. It evolved from a request. It evolved from a very embodied place. And I actually had no idea what I was going to do the very first seminar I ran. I sat there with a group of 20 ladies thinking in my head, my God, what do I tell them? 
And that's when it all began and, and information started to flow through me. The same way I wrote my book, um, the information flowed through me. It's the same way I actually ended up getting a PhD. So being very connected to my body, there was this ease and inspiration through which information and creativity was able to express itself. So that's actually the impulse of how it all started. The structure I have now, well, that's taken some time to create, but it also really came from a very organic place. So would you say that it really came from something that obviously seeded something deep inside of you at the very young age, but it took a while for that to kind of grow into something that's prosperous? Yes. Yeah. And, and the reason I want to mention this, because I believe that every one of us has a genuine, authentic gift that is actually present from birth. And if we go back and look at our childhood and the things that we really loved, that really turned us on, that made us happy, those are the gifts that we can now harness in adulthood to create a lot of prosperity and delight and joy in what it is that we offer the world. And, you know, you mentioned something that obviously happened to you tragically, and I don't want to, you know, go into that too much, but I definitely want to, you know, point out that through something tragic that happened to you, that through that is when you reclaimed your life. You said no more. Absolutely. And, and to be honest, there were um, other moments that were very difficult in my life, but I used, and the other reason I mentioned this, the only worthy reason to mention it is all our challenges, the things that are really intense. For me, it's been like um, an initiation to become more, to really learn, to grow, to see, okay, what can I make of this as yeah. difficult as this has been? And I believe that's what gives me the depth and breadth of insight when I work with women, when I share with them and I hear their stories, was that capacity to have my own challenges, take myself through them and blossom and not be diminished by those challenges, but actually like bigger. And that is exactly what Sexy Boss came about with me as well. I mean, it's, it came organically. It's, it's not something I contrived or forced. It came organically. And through because of my situation, what I call from bankruptcy to Sexy Boss, it was definitely not an overnight. It's been about a seven-year journey from the bankruptcy to Sexy Boss. And so I love that you, you share something that did happen to you tragically. I'm sure there was many other things that happened along the way. And then through those things, you became the person person that you are today, which is amazing, gorgeous, and sexy and beautiful. And I, I love that you're giving that away to women. So tell me more about your business in general and what mm-hmm. you do really for women. What is exactly you're doing for women? <laughs> well, the main impulse of what I do is to re- remind women of their birthright. And that birthright is to feel delight and power and yumminess in every moment of our day. And when we come from that place where we're actually connected to the body, connected to what I call aliveness, let's just put it that way. When we feel that current of aliveness every day, whether or not we're sexual, so we're just allowing the body to be very alive, it inspires everything. We're more vital, we're more creative, we're more passionate, we become magnetic, and this is a very important key to women. Um, Women's success is this magnetic force. And we must claim that for ourselves because life in general, the way it's designed, will literally strip that from us. So it's something women have to consciously look at and go, I claim that. That's my birthright. 
and really go for it. I want to talk about something. This is perfect. And thank you for that. The birthright. Now I want to kind of open the pages. I didn't tell you that I was going to do this. So I'm completely surprising you. But I'm (laughs) sure you've heard of the book Think and Grow Rich. Yes. Okay. Okay, great. Again, I have no idea because I'm just completely surprising you on this. I'm, you know, just go with me on this. So there's a there's my favorite chapter is chapter seven, which is this mystery of sex transmutation. And it talks about exactly what you said, which is sexuality is the creative faculty it says that it is the creative faculty now I'm going to read an insert I've highlighted it years ago Um, it says quote the pages of history are filled with the records of great leaders whose achievements may be traced directly to the influence of women who arouse the creative faculties of their minds through the stimulation of sex desire. Now, as we know, this book was done in the 40s, right? So there was a lot of he, 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 he. But the point was that whole conversation of a a woman can break or make a man, it really comes down to this piece, what I understand. So I kind of want you to talk about that is it talks about here, men, when they are connected with their influence of a woman sexually one woman okay then that is when they can prosper within themselves so going back to you talked about sexuality and success with women how is that the same and how is the creative faculty with women how can women Uh create that does that make sense absolutely so so if we regard as you were saying that that sexuality is this creative impulse Mm -hmm. then and then we look at modern research, which clearly has defined that there's zero separation between a woman's genitals and certain centers in her brain. They're one and the same. So, and those centers are the center of courage, of self-esteem, and of creativity. So if we know that, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> and we are able to have um, an organic living relationship with the body, meaning we actually allow ourselves to feel pleasure and we cultivate that as a regular practice, then we're literally encouraging or boosting our courage centers, our self-esteem, which is essential if we're going to go out in the world and claim who we are and our gifts in the world. And we need to be creative because especially right now with the way that things are, we can be on the leading edge of change in the world, but only if we have creativity. If we rely on how things have been, old structures, old way of being, uh, old ways of doing business, it's not going to work out. So, so this creativity is very important. And to be able to trust that is the process in which I facilitate for women. Okay, now you said a few things about this, and I, I want to tell you a story, and I never told you this before. Again, I'm just kind of popping all this on you. So <laughs> when I first started, you know, creating Sexy Boss, and, you know, we really are technically, based on this conversation we're having today, we're uh, two days into launch. I mean, I just launched my the Sexy Boss brand two days ago. Now, woo-hoo. yeah, woohoo! But believe me, it's been an ongoing, it's been around for over a year plus, you know, just the concept of, oh, Sexy Boss, that's interesting, huh? You know, and then... It evolved, 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 evolved. Now we have a site. You know, now there's like a whole thing called a sexy boss manifesto. So what's really, now here's the piece I find fascinating. So over the time period, I would kind of just, did talk about it a lot, but a few times I would like what I call drop the bomb to people, like certain masterminds or some inter- internet marketing events. I would drop the bomb, you know, like, hey, yeah, I'm working on this thing called sexy boss. What's that? Oh, it's empowering women to be, you know, entrepreneurs. And I found fast, I did it because I found it fascinating what people, how men would respond to that. And 
here's what I got from men. And these were these are dynamic men. They're you know, they're dynamic, they're smart, they're intelligent. Friends of mine, you know, you know, here's a few responses I had. Well, are you sure women want to be sexy and the boss? I'm not sure if that's something they want to do. Okay, that was one response. And I just looked at him like he had three eyes. And then the other one was, well, I think if you're adding the word sexy, I think you're being very degrading to women if you add that. Right. Again, I was just like, thank you for your opinion. I appreciate your time. And, but what was fascinating to me is no matter the age of the woman I shared it with, no matter she was 60, 30, 25, kids, no kids, didn't matter. I would say sexy boss and they all go, oh, I love that. Oh, I get it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. You know, so there's still this old, you call it old business. You brought that up and that's kind of what I was saying. There's still this old norm or old business that adding sexuality into business is taboo. Right. And I completely disagree with that. I com- completely agree with what you're saying, which is that sexuality in business. So if you could, I mean, you talked about it a bit more, but could you could just go into there a little, little bit more and just kind of clarify that sexy and sexuality in business has a place and it is perfectly okay. Great. Well, there's a difference between sexual doing, like the act of sex, and being a sexual being. And this is what I want to distinguish here because it's not, we don't speak about this very much. So being a sexy box or being a sexy woman isn't about running around and humping everybody's leg. Like, it's just not like that. Right, exactly. That's what I was trying to explain to men. We're not going around. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Right? So that would be like sexual doing where, where you're behaving outwardly in action form of sexuality. But what here we're talking about, and and I think what resonated with the women that you introduced this to, is we know innately as women that we are passionately, intensely alive. If we call that sexual, which is what the modern society understands that energy to be called, then that's what it is. But it's about sexual being, which means simply allowing as much aliveness to pulse through your whole body to move through you so that you're glowing, you feel a little spunk in your step, you are smiling, you're not frowning, you know, and getting angry at everyone, like you're actually feeling a sense of joy, a relaxation, an openness. So it has very little to do with manipulating with sexuality. It has nothing to do with seducing or grabbing people or, you know, doing these things. It has everything to do with owning ourselves, owning that aliveness and allowing it just to be a natural part of life. And the last piece I want to say to that is if you go to work in the morning, you always go with your genitals. They, they don't stay at home. They kind of come with us wherever we are. So to deny that Anything in life, whether you're in a, you know, I don't know, in a court of law or, you know, at Starbucks or wherever you are, you have your genitals with you. You are a sexual being. You cannot deny that. And when we claim it consciously, then we can uh, step out of the games of sexuality and start to utilize this beautiful, inspiring, creative, magnetic energy to contribute to the world in a way that's just going to create much more change and empowerment for the people around. Thank you for that. Thank you so much for making that distinction. I just honor you for that. Thank you so much. (laughs) And that's going to definitely help with uh, my explanation of sexy boss. And that is exactly that. So tell us a little bit where where are you at now? What's going on with you? Where are you? I met your significant other. What are you up to now in your life? 
Well, this has been a huge year, 2012. I, I actually got married this year to the man of my absolute dreams and my reality. <laughs> and the other thing that I did is, is for the last decade, I have been dedicated myself to creating a reputation that had a lot of integrity and that wasn't all hype. So I had a different website, a different approach. I was much more using my, my doctor type status. And then what I realize is that now that people trust me, they trust Saida is, you know, has some depth to her. I wanted to connect heart to heart. So I just myself launched a brand new site in September called the Succulents Revolution. And I, I'm on fire with this. I recognize that right now, all over this world, there's a revolution happening. And it's the kind of revolution that it's a little bit more silent and it's a revolution that's deeply individual. And it involves every woman redefining for herself, A, what it means to be a woman, and B, what it means to be a sexually alive woman. And this is happening everywhere. It's happening even in the World Health Organization. It's ha happening with all kinds of different United Nations. They're, they're, we're really looking at, on a global front, the role of women and their bodies in a different light. So it's very exciting. And so my business now, I want to be more heart to heart. I want to speak directly to women. I don't want to be on a pedestal. I don't want to be this expert above everybody. I want to be the girlfriend who loves you, who talks to you, who will be very deeply honest and radical with you. And so the, the new site is much more colorful and direct and playful and the work is headed in that direction. Well, is succulentsrevolutionary.com? The Succulents Revolution, yeah. The Succulents Revolution. Thank you. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. And now, where are you in the world? Currently, I'm in Los Angeles. I'm about to leave for Australia for four months. And basically, I spend more time on the road than I do at home. <laughs> and, and where is home? Home is Maui, Hawaii. Maui. It's just so beautiful there. I got an opportunity to go there a few months ago visiting Joe, and it's just so gorgeous. It's absolutely amazing. It's very amazing. So, And I met your love of your life. He's he's handsome and gorgeous and just and totally in love with you. Um, and it was fun to see y'all like play together. It was, it was really a lot of fun to see that and how you guys are both at a seminar and, and his journey and what he's up to. It's really amazing. So... So tell us a little bit more about where you're headed. What's the next few years? What are y'all creating now that you have a partner in life? What are you creating? What you're up to? We're going to take over the world with some juiciness, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there. Let's yeah. go. I'm actually really looking forward. I'd love to come to one of your events. I, yeah, because I, 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 I just love the conference. As you know, I teach... Um, men how to date women and I also teach them other things in the world of sexuality but I mainly teach men about women's bodies I have not ever taught women about women's bodies which I find fascinating I really do because I remember when I first learned what uh, a, a you know a dildo was it was like I was 21 years old I'm like why didn't someone tell me this like a long time ago I would have loved this thing I had no idea I was very you know bab Texas and Baptist and you're supposed to be not have sex till you get married and this whole thing and uh, then I discovered sex and and wonderful toys and like a whole nother world and having fun with my body and I was like why did why in the world would the Bible want like me not to have this and so uh, anyway that's kind of my story with the whole sexuality and that's why I teach men how to date women and teach men uh, more in the sexual realm so 
in the world of you creating the um, in the next five years, what are you and your husband up to? Well, I will be continuing to focus a lot on women. In in my now, what I'm really passionate about is reaching as many women as possible on a global scale. And the idea is that every woman. A deserves to understand herself enough, like you were saying. If we understood even the most basic things about our body, we would prevent a lot of illness and imbalances, and we would really come to a place of contributing again that information of of that link between our our brain and in our genitals. Imagine all the women in the world right now who are not being expressed, who are not connected to their body in that way, or or have been harmed in their body in this way, and so their ability to contribute and feel good and really bring beauty to the world has been diminished. And I want to remind them that A, no one's ever taken it from them and B, they can reclaim it and not just go from say victim to like survival. Like, a you know, we, we have, like we've talked about rape victims and things like this, but I really want to take women to the a next phase, which is from that phase of survival to sexual sovereignty and what that looks like. Because Trust me, it's really powerful when women realize that, yes, I've been through that, and now what? What are my gifts? What remains in me that yet has yet to be birthed? So that's a very important focal change that I want to bring to the world. Uh, my motto is ignite yourself, transform the world. Mm, and I just, I yeah, I really, um, that's the point. My partner is going to be very much uh, working with men and Kind of expanding what a juicy, alive, heart-centered man looks like, and and how he contributes to the world. So it's it's a bit of a both and both sides of the picture being taken care of here, and and uh, there's some delicious things coming up. I can't quite reveal them yet, but okay. there will be some um, a lot more delicious things coming up soon. Well, that sounds fun, and I would love to have you and your partner maybe do a co-interview sometime for Sexy Boss interviews. That would be very juicy. He's got a very sexy voice. Oh, I would love, oh, the women would love that. Or I would love that. I don't know if they'll love it. I love it. So let's just (laughs) focus on me. (laughs) And so tell me, could you tell me a little bit more about sexual sovereignty? Yes. So it's, it's the, it's actually our birthright as women. It's coming into ourselves where not only do we mature in our physical form and in our, in our spirituality, in our mental capacities, like going to school and learning, but we also maturing equally and deeply in our emotional body and our sexuality at the same time. And when that happens, we have access to the fullness of who we are as people. We're no longer fragmented. And when we're no longer fragmented, it becomes, we're sort of a force to reckon with. Um, When you say yes to something, it is so powerful, everything just magnetizes to it. If you say no, it's equally as powerful. So your ability to affect change from that place of really being sovereign in yourself, and this includes sexuality, it's very, very important to include this, then you are free to self-define what it is that you want to create and who it is that you are and are becoming. That's very juicy. Yes. And so so all of this is, it's a nice thought. And so most of my work is directed at giving you the why and then actually the practicality. And that's very important to me, not just to be all theory. So everything that I share with women is something that I've personally been able to achieve myself and experimented with myself. And I feel that that's very 
sort of the only way to do business now. So I very much appreciate where you're coming from with your business structure, that it's it's embodied. And I think now we're at a time in history where we can't stand any more bullshit. We really need that embodied truth, each of us to have that, and each of us to be authentic and deeply expressed in that truth. Absolutely. And, I, you know, because I, as, as I was listening to you, I'm writing down the word sexual sovereignty a few times, and it's like, in my world, I'm like, I want that. Yeah. You know, and so uh, through your workshops and through your teaching, you can actually transfer that information over to other women to have that for themselves. Yes. And so there's two things. One is to hear it. And secondly, it's to be in the presence of someone who lives that way because we are mammals. We have a limbic system and this limbic system is deeply imprinted and we can shift a pattern by being in the presence of someone that is already holding a particular way of being. So for example, if if women hang out with you, they get the resonant imprint of what it is to be a sexy boss. No matter what you say, they actually get it in a visceral way. It's like an imprint. So it's very important to choose the people that we learn from and the people that we surround ourselves by because we're constantly back and forth exchanging on this nonverbal level. So that's one thing I wanted to point out that's that's quite essential. And then the second piece, uh, because you've mentioned my partner, and, and I know that you love to work with men, so of course there's a relationship component to sexual sovereignty. And uh, so I just want to mention to women that all of us at one point or another have treated ourselves like we're drive-through and we're really amazing gourmet. <laughs> and so it's the ability to come to a place where we create gourmet relationship in our life. And the only way to do that is to have that with ourselves first. That's yummy. Mm-hmm. It's very delicious, actually. <laughs> well, I could talk to you all night about this, and um, we can't do that tonight. So I, I would love to either have you back on or, you know, we can expand on this in the future. And I just, I absolutely love this conversation, mainly because I remember when I read that chapter seven, that was kind of my eye-opening chapter seven so many years ago and, and Think and Grow Rich about sexual transmutation. It was the first time in my experience that had any kind of conversation like it's okay to have sexual charisma. It was like, you know, coming from the background I had, it was like, it's not, I was always told, it's a, don't stop being so sexy. You know, you don't cover up. I'm like, I'm, I'm wearing a freaking like, you know, you can't even see my hands barely, you know, it's like, but I had a sexual energy, a sexual charismatic energy that people were constantly attracted to, but then they also wanted to kill off. It was this weird thing that my experience was. And reading that was my first time in experiencing like, it's okay to have sexual charisma. Right. So I just want to mention the last thing because what you say is really important. We are a culture that is afraid of the erotic and yet the erotic is what is life itself. Without the erotic, without that impulse of life, there is nothing. Everything becomes barren. And um, you can even look back at Greek mythology. There's a lot of stories about eros and its vital role in all the fertility of everything. And so uh, our relationship with eros It becomes, we kind of want to make it safe. But the thing is, um, the erotic doesn't exist in safety. It exists in taking a risk. And what I mean by that is risk just being honest, risk being expressed, risk saying the truth. It doesn't have to be, you know, super edgy stuff. but, But that capacity to be authentic is what keeps the aliveness of the body uh, vibrating. And our relationship to that becomes 
we, we start to relax and not need to, to cage this aspect of our nature when we realize two things. One, it's completely natural and vital to our health. And B, when we connect our heart, and that means our emotional body, when we have this consciousness that is deeply linked to our sexuality. So we step out of the game playing and the manipulation and we just start being a sexual being that's embodied. We do have more compassion. We do have more insight. We do have this playful magnetic sweetness that is non-threatening, but that's an evolutionary process. So if people are afraid or they're asking me to shut down, I just recognize that they're in that part, that evolutionary piece where they haven't yet made the connection between their insight, their consciousness, and the aliveness in their body. And, and so that does require compassion from those of us who've understood that. And just embodying that and, and giving that reflection back to people in a very gentle and uh, appreciative sort of way. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Thank you for giving other women the opportunity and, and space to be sexy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's needed. And actually, it would be like telling a cat, like, stop being cat-like. And women cannot be anything other than women, feminine, and have this magnetic quality. That's just who we are. And there are many places in the world that have suppressed women so much just trying to get rid of that, and they still can't. No matter how much they cover up the feminine, they can put whatever they want to put on her. It's because she is the carrier. We are the carrier of that mystery. And it's a little bit chaotic. It's not really something that can be controlled. And yet it's essential to life. And so I think that that's the edge that we have as women. And when we bring that consciousness, which your title brings that in, you know, sexy boss, it it implies work, but it also implies having that sovereignty with oneself. So I just want to thank you, Heather. It's been super fun to talk to you. I am delighted to meet all your listeners and I look forward to another opportunity. Thank you so much. And you are a sexy boss. You have been listening to Sexy Boss Interviews with Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss. Go to www.sexybossinc.com for more information and education to empower you to be a smart, sexy, and rich sexy boss.